and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. Thank you all for coming back and listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. Hope you enjoy the show. Prepare yourself. It's going to be me rambling on about Disney, Disney World, me being a huge Dis nerd, you know, for about the, the next 30, 40 minutes or so. So bear with me. I hope you enjoy it. If this is your first episode, I highly recommend uh, checking out uh, the past episodes. Maybe I'm a little biased, but I think there's some good ones in there. Last week's episode, I really, really enjoyed. I think you guys liked it too. It was a top 10 list, and I love my top 10 lists especially when it comes to Disney. It was top 10 Disney movies that would make good attractions. And I got to say, spoiler alert, you can pause it now. But I think you all agreed with my, you know, my top choice, Emperor's New Groove. Uh, The, you know, there's that scene in the movie where Kronk pulls the wrong lever. And then, you know, she comes back, they pull the right lever and they kind of end up on basically like a roller coaster. And since that movie came out, I think we've all kind of, you know, kind of dreamed that that would become an attraction. And, you know, to this day, you know, I, I, when I posted this episode, I posted some clips. And uh, when I asked you guys, you know, what you thought would make good, uh, good attractions, which movies, like 90% of them were Emperor's New Groove with that exact scene. So, you know, despite the fact that it's, it's also an underrated movie, it doesn't get a lot of love. So that was cool to see, cool to talk about. I'm glad you guys agreed with me. I'm glad you guys enjoyed the list. I hope you enjoyed the entire episode. You know, the top 10 ones I love doing. They're a lot of fun. Um, I do have to put a little bit more work into them because, you know, I do my top 10 and my honorable mentions, you know, the, you know, the, the choices that you guys sent in. So put a lot of effort into those. Hope you guys like them. Like I said, if you're a new listener, welcome. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Disney World Today. And if you can, everyone, do me a huge favor. Head to my uh, my podcast page in the Apple iTunes app. If you just type in Disney World Today, you click on my album art there, the picture of me. Uh, it'll take you to like my my homepage, kind of. And there you can leave me a review. You can give me a five-star rating. That would be great. If you do leave me a review, I will give you a shout-out uh, on the very next episode. I... I, I I love, love reading those. Those are so cool. Um, it, you know, it's, I'll be honest, it's nice to hear that you guys uh, enjoy my podcast, enjoy listening to me, because um, that's what it's all about. I, I, it's a, this is a passion project for me. And the reason why I want, you know, people to subscribe and, and like and, you know, leave a five-star rating, leave a review, because it helps the uh, the iTunes algorithm, you know, and maybe maybe I can get some more listeners. I I just want my Disney opinions to be heard and I want your Disney opinions to be heard. I want to be the podcast that gives you guys a voice, you know, cause that's how I've, I've always felt voiceless, voiceless when it comes to Disney and, and my Disney world opinions. So, you know, this is kind of my outlet for that. For my returning listeners, thank you guys for coming back. You guys are the best. Uh, like I, I always say, my DMS are always open. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, opinions, anything. If you just want to talk Disney, shoot me a message. I'll get back to you. Uh, we'll go over another, um, you know, one of you guys sent me a, uh, a good question we can talk about today in this episode. We'll talk about that later, but I just got to say, I'm, uh, 
happy to be doing this, happy I'm keeping this going. I'm trying to get back on schedule. Kind of seems like it's going to be a Friday release um, for the near future. Um, but I'll try to get these out every week. And, uh, you know, just been so busy, so crazy. I know you guys can relate. This week's episode is going to be a lot of fun. Figured it's March now. What a, you know, what a good opportunity to talk about Disney in spring. More specifically, spring break at Disney World. We're going to talk about everything that goes on at spring break at Disney. And we're also going to talk about the Flower and Garden Festival. We'll talk about that. And, you know, it's spring. Uh, here in Chicago, it was 61 degrees yesterday. Tomorrow, it's supposed to be 70. Uh, and then tomorrow, Saturday. And then on Monday, could get down to 30 with a chance of snow. So I'm going to pretend like that doesn't exist yet. I'm going to put myself into the spring mindset. I'm going to pretend like I'm 16 again, you know, on spring break from school. We're going to get into all of that. It's going to be a fun episode. And that's all I got for this intro. So you guys know what to do. Here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Now, what do you guys think of when you hear the words spring break? Now, for me, it represents a few things. Like, I can still, like, when I hear the words spring break, it still brings me back to being a kid. You know, it, it, here in Chicago, spring break meant a few things. It meant usually warmer weather. Now, not always the case. I've had spring breaks where it was 70 degrees. I've had spring breaks where it was snowing. I remember in high school, it was either like my junior or senior year, I played volleyball in high school, and it was, in the, it was a spring sport. And I remember during spring break, we were talking about how we had, you know, we had some practices over break, and uh, one of my friends went on vacation with his family to like, uh, I want to say like Arkansas. I remember, I still remember him sending me a picture. It was like 72 degrees. He was outside like in shorts. And I sent him a picture back, like, the the school parking lot after volleyball practice, covered in snow during spring break. So, but usually spring break meant warm weather. It meant baseball. Like, for me, I'm a big baseball fan. Spring, you think of, you know, baseball starting, uh, opening day. It was always around kind of that time, around like that Easter time, you know. Uh, Spring break obviously reminds me of Easter as well, because... Some of those, there was always like those years where everything would kind of align perfectly, where you would get like a day off for Good Friday, and then the following week um, was spring break. And that was always the best because you had, you know, an extra day off. You know, Easter with your family, you're off the next day. Maybe if you got any Easter gifts, you were able, you know, to kind of, you know, play with those. You know, you got to watch baseball all day and, you know, that's what it always kind of reminded me of when I hear spring break. Now, for me as well, you know, as I got older, I was never the kid that went to Mexico, went to Daytona Beach, never went anywhere like that for spring break. Um, just I was wasn't really into that scene at the time. Still, I'm really not. You know, I'm not I'm not a big party guy, not a big drinker, none of that. Uh, for me though, 
I always wanted to go to Disney World for spring break. And I didn't get to go until, I want to say I was like uh, 23 years old, I think. I finally went to, uh, went to Disney for spring break. But as a kid, like that is all I wanted to do. Um, I had this like fantasy in my head, like spring break at Disney was just different. Now it kind of was different because it was always crazy packed, but for some reason, like you know, a lot of kids, like in high school, even in high school, you know, I, a lot of kids were talking about how, oh, they were going to uh, going to Florida for spring break. They were going this place, that place. I remember a bunch of kids, like one of their moms, like got them a hotel in Cancun. Like, you know, we're 17, 18 years old. Like my mom, <laughs> my mom probably would have never let me do that. I just wanted to go to Disney World, you know. Um, but I remember I was like 15 and my aunt took my cousins to Disney for spring break and I was so jealous and I, you know, I thought, man, I don't think I'll ever get over this. Like I'm so jealous. And then the next year, uh, my same cousins, their high school, they were both in band, their high school marching band was selected to play and perform at the Magic Kingdom at Disney during spring break. So two years in a row, I am salty, sitting at home, playing video games as my cousins are at Disney during spring break. And it's something I'll never forget. I remember my, I was so upset. My mom literally made me text my cousin to like have a good trip. Cause I was so like, I was in such a bad mood about it. Um, because I went to a different high school from them. And um, you know, at the time, when I was in eighth grade, it was between like these two high schools and I chose to go to the one that like the rest of my family, like the rest of my family went to one, I went to the other. So I was by myself and I was in band at my high school and I was so jealous and they performed in Tomorrowland. There's like that theater there. They performed there, you know, and they got to go on a, on a class trip or, you know, a band trip to, to Disney. And I was always so jealous because of that, but that's you know, that's something I never got to experience. I never got to experience Disney World, you know, during a true spring break. Like, what I mean by that is, like, you know, through probably senior year of high school. So once you get to college, it's kind of a little different. And, you know, spring breaks aren't... You can kind of go on spring break whenever you want, to be honest. You know, just skip class. Um, but I didn't go to Disney... Uh, in the spring until, yeah, I was 23 years old. We decided to go uh, in, in early March. It was spring break. I was working at a school at the time. So technically it was spring break for me because I was working at a school. Um, so that's, you know, when I had those days off, we decided to go, you know, in March. It was an early March. Um, so the weather, you know, was still great. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but it wasn't, it didn't, I don't even think it got into the 80s. You know, which, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to complain about uh, warm weather at all. Like, but I remember it was like, uh, you know, it reached like 74, 75 degrees, and the mornings were a little cooler, and, you know, we uh, didn't do much swimming. We were able to hang out at the pool still. It was just nice to kind of experience the weather there, you know, a different time of year. Like, I remember waking up, and it was like maybe like 56 degrees, and that's probably freezing to Floridians. And to me, it was like, nice you know, I can wear a long sleeve shirt and shorts. I'm fine. You know, I don't need a jacket or anything. I'm used to this. This is warm to us here in Chicago. But I was just kind of happy to be there. You know, my entire life, all my Disney trips were with the family once a year in July. So I was just kind of happy. You know, I, I, I'd graduated college. 
I had my own, you know, I had a job, so I had my, my own money. And, you know, I could pretty much just decide when I, you know, I can go to Disney whenever I want now, as long as I could afford it. So I was just happy to be there. And, uh, you know, it was a fun trip. It was different, definitely different. You know, the crowds are different there. Uh, for us, it was early March, so it wasn't like, I don't think it was peak spring break yet. It was like that first week of March. Uh, I think usually kind of picks up like that second week through like April. Um, but it was cool because, you know, we got to do some different things. Like, for example, I'm a huge baseball fan, big baseball fan. And the Atlanta Braves used to hold their spring training at Disney's Wide World of Sports. And, you know, to me, that's awesome. Like, that was like one of the main things. I was like, yeah, we're going in March. I want to see a baseball game. And, you know, they've recently, they've moved out of there, unfortunately, which I think is a big blow to that complex. Uh, I think, like, you know, they were there for a long time. And, you know, when I was a kid, they there actually used to be a minor league baseball team that used to play its home games at that uh, Wide World of Sports complex. It was the Orlando Rays. I think they're like the single A affiliate of the Tampa Bay uh, Devil Rays at the time. And to me, I loved it. Every year we'd see a game there. You know, you could take your, your, your off day from the parks. You don't have to spend just hanging out at the hotel like, hey, let's go see a baseball game. And yeah, you know, at the time it was minor league and this was, you know, spring training and I'm not necessarily a Braves fan, but, uh, you know, as a baseball fan, it was cool to see the tickets. So I think we're like 15 bucks. We sat in the lawn uh, in the outfield. And, uh, you know, I will say, though, they they could have done a lot more. Um, the stadium is nice. Don't get me wrong. It's nice. But it's, you know, it's still kind of stuck in like 1994. You know, we went there. I was like expecting like, oh, we can try all this cool food. All the, all the cool, like, souvenirs. Like, when you go to a baseball game, like, a big thing, especially if you're not a fan, like, oh, let's see what kind of special crazy food they have. Or, you know, what kind of souvenirs do they have. And we got there, and I was so disappointed. Like, the food was, like, your basic concession stand. It was, like, hot dog, hamburger, chicken strips, bag of potato chips. I was, like, well, I was really disappointed, especially, you know, it being Disney. You know, why not have, like... A full menu you know it was your basic like concession stand like your high school baseball game you know that kind of stuff like hot dog wrapped in foil hamburger chips you know pre-packaged peanuts like stuff like that so I was kind of disappointed by that uh, but you know it was cool to take in it was an experience I still talk about obviously got to see a game there now you know they're, they're no longer there so there's a good chance there'll never be like another professional baseball game you know there again and um, I think that's a whole another topic, but I think that's kind of sad. I don't think that's good for the uh, the ESPN Wide World Sports Complex in general. Also on this trip was the first time I stayed at one of those um, Disney Springs area hotels. Now, those hotels are barely ever talked about. Um, obviously, it's probably because they're just kind of standard hotels. You know, they're not Disney resorts. They're on Disney property. You get perks. But, you know, it's your basic, you know, basic hotel room, basic hotel layout. It's, there's nothing really super fancy about it. You know, they're not decked out, themed crazy like Disney does theirs. But we got a great deal on the price. And the one we stayed at, I, you know, I don't remember exactly the name. I want to say it was like Lake Bonavista Palace or Garden or something like that. But it was the one, it's literally across the street from Earl of Sandwich. And the location was great because, you know, every morning 
I would just walk across the street and, get, and pick up Earl's sandwich for breakfast. It was kind of, a, you know, kind of a walk, you know, maybe 20 minutes because I had to go all the way down to the crosswalk, go up the stairs, across, and then down. It would have been a lot quicker if I just ran across the street and cut through like the the bus um, the bus drop off lanes. But I followed the rules and you know took the long way. But still, you know, I didn't mind walking. When we wanted to go to Disney Springs again, yeah, short walk. You know, don't have to worry about parking or how we're gonna get there. And you know, kind of to kind of bend the rules too. You know, since we were staying at one of those hotels, we you know could walk across to Disney Springs and take a bus from Disney Springs to any other hotel. You know, but like I said, the hotel was your basic hotel room. Nothing, nothing crazy about it. It was nice, you know, but it's not themed, uh, you know, after something. It's not, you know, there's not Disney things everywhere. There was a Disney, like, souvenir store inside. Um, the pool was nice. It was a very nice layout. I was very happy with it. And like I said, we got a great deal on it. So we probably wouldn't have been able to make the trip if we didn't stay there because of the price. Um, I just kind of feel like, you know, those those hotels definitely aren't talked about anymore. Like that, that hotel row there... You know, those are back when, like, uh, you know, Disney was in its infancy. Like, there were hotels there. Like, that's the the first hotel my parents ever stayed at when they went to Disney was, you know, one of those Disney Springs area hotels. I believe it was called the Grovesner. It's called something else now. But, you know, I'm kind of surprised those hotels aren't talked about more. Now, you do get some perks. Technically, technically you're on Disney property. Um, there is a... I'm going to guess it's the same now. There was a, uh, a Mears bus that would take you to the parks, you know, drop you off and pick you up. So you still got free transportation. Now, the thing is, it's not as, you know, reliable and frequent because there's only a few buses. You know, the one time we went to Epcot and uh, we waited forever for a bus to take us to Epcot. And then we waited forever for a bus to pick us up. And then once we got picked up, we had to stop at like, you know, three other of those hotels so you know that kind of sucked like after that day we, you know we rented a car we, we were driving but you know the the transportation was free just kind of took a while you know but if you know again if you're getting a great deal maybe you just kind of put up with that stuff and another thing too with that trip that was the first time I remember um, you know the parking at the resorts they started to kind of cut down on now we loved the boardwalk we would literally go there as much as we could and our plan, like every day almost, was like drive to the boardwalk and eat breakfast there. We would eat breakfast at the boardwalk bakery. And I remember we, we went there and the, the guard at the gate like gave us a hard time and was like, yeah, you know what? You know, the, there's, uh, there's you know, occupancy or it's too crowded or whatever, whatever he said. You know, he, he didn't want to let us park there, even though we're staying on Disney property. And, you know, he eventually he let us park like across the street like where the employees park um but that was the first time like i remember them like being strict about that like we just want to go there we're going to spend our money and eat the food and yeah afterwards we're going to leave our car and, and walk to epcot or hollywood studios but still we're still spending our money in your park so i, I feel like it shouldn't be a, a big deal it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now, I think one of the big draws about going to Disney World in the spring now 
has got to be partly due to the um, the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. Now, this was the first festival that I tried before the, the food and wine. You know, I, like I said, we, we were able to go in early March, so I think we experienced it only for maybe a day or two. Uh, we kind of caught the beginning of it before we had to leave. I remember thinking, like, wow, this is so cool. It, it really added something to Epcot, especially at the time, you know, in 2013. Um, and, and the festival now is just kind of blown up in, in popularity. And some people prefer, you know, prefer the flower and garden more, you know, than the, than the food and wine. And, uh, you know, it just, it adds like a different element to your trip. Like you can go to Epcot normally and you can just do the rides, do what you normally do. And then you can come back another day and do like the flower and garden stuff. I remember specifically, you know, kind of just walking around and looking at all like the like the flower designs and they had like food options to try so like some cool food options and you know, I've never considered myself a foodie until uh until I experienced the food and wine festival and now I kind of like that stuff trying new foods different foods you know different appetizers and stuff where you can kind of sample a little bit of everything but the flower and garden is is so popular now and I remember too they um they set up like the festival center in the old horizons building I believe and I remember just walking around in there thinking like, wow, this is the first time I've been in here since I was a little kid. And I, I loved that they were taking advantage of the festival and using the space. You know, forever it just sat kind of empty. There's nothing going on there. Now it's like the festival center. There's, they had like, um, uh, like different like wine things in there. They had like different snack options in there, like different like kind of exhibits. Uh, it was like a wine tasting I think we were watching. It was just cool to kind of walk around. They had like, uh, you know, obviously souvenirs and stuff, and like uh, you can get like your little booklet. Um, but I love how they do those festivals now, pretty much year round. Like the Flower and Garden starts, I think, like March second. You know, and that kind of takes you into the summer. It'll be there for probably three months or so. Um, you can experience that, and then you know, food and wine used to be just like in the fall, and kind of covid they kind of changed a little bit so it's almost like there's a festival going on year round now at epcot and then um for flower and garden too was the uh the arts festival so always something to do at epcot you know the flower and garden it's you know maybe you're you're not scheduling your vacation because of it but it definitely plays a role like if you're kind of you know wondering okay let's take a disney trip when should we go um it's like one of those things to be like oh if we go in march not only, you know, is the weather like this or the crowds are like this, but also there's a flower and garden festival going on at Epcot. Like that's an extra thing to do. And that's big. Like for food and wine, like that was big. You know, I wanted to go to Disney in October because of the Halloween party. But then it's like also, oh, you know, there's a Halloween party at Magic Kingdom and the food and wine festival is going on at Epcot. Like that's two extra things to do on your vacation. Now, Obviously, the food and wine and the flower and garden have some similarities. You know, they have, um, at the flower and garden, they call them the outdoor kitchens. And basically, they're just like the booths where you can try different types of food. And I believe they're kind of themed after the countries as well in World Showcase. So, like, you know, when you go for food and wine, you know, there's just the countries, Germany... Uh, you know, China, Japan, Norway, whatever, you know, they add in some that aren't actual pavilions like Australia and, and so on and so forth. They kind of do it similar for the flower and garden. Uh, I'm just looking at the menu right now, like Germany, they have potato pancakes, toasted pretzel, 
you know, and uh, each one too, like they have beverages too. So if you're into, you know, having a few adult sodas, uh, some beers, some drinks, um, you can get those there as well. Uh, Cider House, which is by the United Kingdom, has a BLT scone, which sounds really good. Oh, and beverages, Three Daughters Brewing, Pink Lemonade Hard Cider. Now that could get dangerous. A hard cider, pink lemonade. Wow. And, uh, you know, some of the booths, too, are, are kind of themed after, like, that flower and garden kind of natural farm, um, outdoorsy type, you know, theme that they're going for. Here's one called Epcot Farmer's Feast near Test Track, presented by Chevrolet. Chilled potato and leek soup, char-grilled bison ribeye, and goat cheese creamsicle pop. Okay, hold on. Goat cheese creamsicle pop. Yes, I thought maybe I misread that. It's goat cheese, orange cream, olive oil, cake, cranberry sauce, and praline. You know what? It sounds weird. There's a picture. I'm pretty sure that's it. It looks pretty good, and I bet you it is good. Here's some that look pretty good. Northern Bloom Canada Pavilion. Seared scallops with French French green beans, butter, potatoes, brown butter, vinaigrette, and applewood smoked bacon. That sounds amazing. I've recently gotten into scallops. We just made some uh, with the air fryer for the first time at home. Beef tenderloin tips. Griddled maple pound cake with warm peach compote and sweet corn gelato. So even they got dessert. But I... What drew my eye was the beverage for this pavilion, one of them, maple popcorn shake. Man, I am making myself hungry. Like, I love the food and wine, don't get me wrong, but the flower and garden, low-key, has, uh, has some really interesting food, I- food items here I would, uh, I'd like to try. But just kind of going through, you know, giving examples, like, like I said, like you can make a day just doing the flower and garden festivities. It's an extra day at Epcot. You know, you don't have to do all the rides and, you know, do your normal stuff. You can go, you know, just to eat. You can go just to kind of walk around and, you know, taste test all these different foods. And that's what I love about these festivals is that it gives you, you know, a different experience. It gives you something else to do at Disney. You know, not only do they have food for the flower and garden festival obviously they have you know flowers and plants and uh you know there's a lot to see just going through the list you know you can see all your favorite characters you know kind of done um uh topiaries that's what they're called they're kind of done up like that you know they have goofy sorcerer mickey woody mickey mouse pluto chippendale buzz lightyear figment the three caballeros anna and elson and elsa uh, Snow White, Lady and the Tramp, Beauty and the Beast, Peter Pan, Kermit the Frog, and uh, all these, uh, you know, to- toperies, toperaries, man, that's hard to say, are kind of scattered throughout the park, you know, at the main entrance, World Showcase, and you can kind of see them. They also have, like, different exhibits they call, like, the Global Gardens. Um, you know, you can kind of walk around, see different kind of, uh, you know, decorations, they have they have one that's called the floating garden. It's pretty cool. A bunch of flowers um, on the the ponds over in World Showcase by the bridge over there. They have Bambi's Butterfly House. Uh, you can see like butterflies and stuff that has to do with flower and gardens, obviously. You know, and then they have just like a bunch of little like uh, I don't want to say educational, but you know some 
educational little exhibits. Uh, Mexico, Mexico Pavilion, they have the Tropical Rainforest Garden. You can kind of walk through and learn about the Mexican rainforests. Um, they also have, by the Land Pavilion, uh, you know, you, they have uh, like different types of flowers and stuff you can tour. In the China Pavilion, they have the China Zodiac Garden. They have the Bamboo Garden there as well. Uh, in Germany, they have the Alpine Miniature Garden. Uh, Italy has their own as well. You can kind of just walk through and uh, you know see different, uh, you know, see different decorations, see the theming, you know, get a little knowledge. You know, that's what Epcot is good for. Just a lot to do. Like especially if you have kids, you can kind of walk around each of these little, you know, topiaries and, and exhibits and flowers and just kind of take it all in and you know do something different. You know, all in all, kind of wrapping it up. You know, Disney World at spring break can be, you know, can be a great time, especially if you have kids, if you're a family with young ones, like they get a, a week off of school, you can take off of work, head down to Disney for a week and you get to do so much. Like, like I said, like you could have your normal Disney vacation and then, you know, kind of um, explore the flower and garden festival as well. You know, the weather, you're not going to be dealing with 90 degree humidity. The weather's going to be really good, especially you know, if you want to avoid the heat and waiting, you know, if you're going to be waiting in line in the crowds, at least you're not standing in the, you know, under the sun, 90 degrees, the humidity's killing you. You know, it's definitely more enjoyable if you're, if that's what you're into, you don't got to worry about that. And you can still, you know, do everything you want to do on your normal vacation. You know, the, the crowds, yeah, you know, that's the big thing everyone says, Disney at spring break, the crowds, the crowds. I got news for you guys. It's 2022. Disney's crowded all the time now. All the time. And, you know, there's really not any true down periods anymore at Disney World. Like, there used to be back in the day. Like like I said, I go every summer and, you know, it's packed all the time. The, the wait times are always crazy. But you just got to do your research. You got to do it right. You know, I, I can't offer too much advice with the uh, Genie Plus Fast Pass system because I haven't used it yet. You know, so, but you got to do your research. You got to figure out the best, you know, the best way to kind of attack this. Like the crowds, it's going to be crowded. Um, try to find a way to do everything you want to do and not, you know, burn yourself out and, and not, you know, waste time in line when you don't have to. You know, there's always tricks and tips. You know, <laughs> if you ever need any advice or anything, you can message me or message anyone on the uh, Disney Instagram uh, community, we all have our own tips and secrets and the best way to kind of, you know, go through Disney. But I, I, I would like to go back in spring, maybe next year or the next couple years at least, um, just to kind of, you know, it'd be a good time to go just for a few days. You know, I would probably do, you know, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Flower and Garden, just kind of hang out, nice little getaway, enjoy the weather. And before we wrap up this episode, I want to talk about a question submitted by one of you guys, a listener a follower, a friend, Daniel underscore Butters. He sent in some questions before, always participating on Instagram. I reworded it a little bit, but I posted on my story. If you could add one new live action attraction to Disney World, what would it be? And the example um, that he used that I, you know, I thought of as well is the great movie ride. Now, if you remember the great movie ride, you know, your basic slow moving dark ride with animatronics, but it was also live action. There was actual cast members uh, who played a role in the ride, which was it made it so unique, so much fun. 
And, you know, Disney doesn't have many of those. Um, just off the top of my head, you know, in Muppets 3D, you kind of get a little bit of that. But the great movie ride was the big one because they played a huge role in the story of the ride and it fit perfectly. So it was a great question because what would you add? You know, those types of attractions are very rare, but it makes the park so unique and it makes it almost a, you know, it can almost make it like a different experience each time you ride based on the cast member. Um, you know, the Jungle Cruise has the skippers. I guess you can count that. You know, they play a role. They're your tour guide. They're always cracking jokes. And, like, you know, they're going to say most of the same jokes. But depending on your skipper, like, you could have a different experience depending on how funny they are, how creative, how original, so so on and so, so forth. I thought that was a uh, pretty fun question to talk about. You know, one idea I kind of had, which would be pretty cool, pretty unique, is it, an, a, a new attraction that was almost always changing like maybe maybe a seasonal based attraction where you know during christmas it's a christmas type of attraction during halloween it's a halloween attraction i don't know how you would do it it would have to be some sort of original story but imagine a disney attraction where it was a completely different experience when you wrote it in october in december in may in august like how cool would that be now, I, again, I don't know how you would do it. You know, I, I was thinking about how, like, the Jungle Cruise turns into the Jingle Cruise. And uh, the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland, they put, like, the um, Nightmare Before Christmas overlay into it. But it's still the same attraction. Nothing changes. They just add decorations. Like, imagine a ride that actually changed with, like, the seasons or with the holidays. That would, you know, you'd have to ride it, you know, if you went to the parks in October and then you went again... You know, for Christmas, you'd have to write it again because it would be different. And it would, you know, it, there's really nothing like that that exists right now. Um, so I'm, that's something I'm going to have to dig into and maybe get uh, get out my notebook, you know, plan it out a little bit. But, you know, I, I you would have to have some sort of attraction that was, you know, maybe it would be like a show. Maybe it would be, you know, like a 3D type movie that involves live action, like characters and cast members. But... Uh, it's something like that I think would be pretty cool. You know, a uh, another idea I had, you know, one of the probably the best meet and greet characters, um, you know, in all of Walt Disney World is Gaston. How about a Beauty and the Beast attraction with a live action Gaston? Like a cast member is actually Gaston, you know, in, instead of the uh, animatronics, you know, he's like played by a, you know, a, a cast member. Because uh, we've all seen like the the videos and, and clips online about you know how how funny and he's got good one-liners when you come at him and he's cocky and you know the cast member that always plays Gaston always does a great job. I think that could be really cool, really well done. You know maybe if you did something similar to the Great Movie Ride where he kind of takes you on a tour or maybe he hijacks the tour and kind of gives you you know his spiel. I think that would be top-notch Disney Imagineering. It would be a, a top attraction. You know, it, again, it all comes down to the cast member. He'd have to be quirky. He'd have to be, you know, charismatic. He'd have to be able to think on his feet. Um, you know, you could do something fun like that. Or maybe maybe even, like, some sort of, like, villains-themed ride where each villain is, you know, live action as a cast member, you know, playing the part. I think that could be a lot of fun. 
I think bringing in another attraction like that makes, you know, the experience, you know, that much more. Like, that's the Disney magic that we want, that we pay extra for. You know, and, and don't get me wrong, like, the, the dark rides with animatronics are great. Like, you know, the Little Mermaid ride with Ariel, like, the, uh, the animatronics and the theming is great. But, like, imagine how much more, like, special it would be, how much more unique it would be if it was, like, a... You know, an actual cast member live action aerial instead of the animatronic or something like that. You know, that's just an example. But you know, Gaston, I think I think there's some potential there. I think I'm on to something. Disney, give me a call. I'm looking for a part time job. I'll uh, I'll I'll write the script. I'll come up. I'm a, I'm an idea man. All right, I got the ideas, uh, and then you guys you know can make it happen. But I think uh, that would be fun. It's a fun question. Thank you, Daniel underscore Butters for sending it in. If you guys ever have questions that could be, you know, kind of talked about, asked on the podcast, suggestions for topics, anything, uh, send me a DM on Instagram. The DMs are always open. I respond to everyone. And uh, if it's a good one, I think, you know, we should go on the podcast. We'll talk about it there. If it's one that's just, you know, me and you talking in, in the chat, that's good too. You know, I just love talking Disney with you guys. You know that. And I want to thank all of you for listening. I uh, had a lot of fun recording this one. Recorded part of it while driving in traffic, so that made it go by quick. Sorry if you if the uh, audio wasn't great, but trying to get better. Um, hoping to have a podcast. It's, I don't want to say studio, but hoping to uh, kind of uh, make some changes and have an actual place where I can just sit down and record a bunch in a row and just kind of crank them out. So looking forward to that. Uh, again, if you can, head to my uh, my podcast page in the Apple iTunes app. If you leave me a five-star rating, I'd truly appreciate it. And if you leave me a review, I'll give you a shout-out on the very next episode. Just trying to get that algorithm, trying to, trying to get some more ears on the podcast. And I think that's all I have. Until next time, guys, always remember, it all started with a mouse. Mm-hmm.